Hello, and welcome to The Feminine Gathering, a judgment-free and safe space to share stories of collective healing and to liberate the divine feminine within us. I'm Deborah. I'm Gemma. We're your hosts, and together we've created this space to welcome you to listen and chat with us as we discover how feminine and masculine archetypes play a role in our lives as we navigate these energies together. We explore how to step into our personal power by expressing our authentic selves. The Divine Feminine has been suppressed for far too long, and it's time we come together to set her free. This is more than a movement. This is a paradigm shift. Thank you for joining us. In this episode, we talk about overcoming our own self-doubt and the voice of our inner critic by feeling into the fear and taking a leap of faith and trusting our own inner knowing and how we can navigate uncertainty by meeting our fundamental needs first. So Deborah and I were just talking offline before we hit the record button about eradicating our fears and self-doubt. And I think that's something that we all have, right, at some point in our life where we've been really scared to take charge or make a change in our life. And even when we've gone and done something that we're afraid of doing because we know it's right, we can still be fueled with fear and sometimes I think it's such a powerful pulling force that it can hold us back and actually stop us from getting where we want to go how do we navigate that you know like how do we overcome that fear of failure and overcome those niggling voices in our head of self-doubt yeah I I think that the answer is possibly easier than than the action right so like it's easier said than done is what I'm thinking right I feel everybody goes through this I feel that everybody has a point in their life where they start to question themselves if what they're doing is even worth it if they're even you know making a difference in the world if the time that they're putting in their project or in their work or whatever it is that they're passionate about if it's even worth it you know and where it's where is it going if you know they can be doing something better with their time and I think that's a very normal process to go through and it's part of the whole process of change right because When you want to do something, and especially if it's outside of your comfort zone, I think your ego kind of takes over and says, oh, wait, 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 are you sure about this? Like, are you sure you want to go down that road? You don't know what's down that road. Like, you don't know what's going to happen there. So maybe you should stay here where it's more comfortable and, you know, familiar. And our ego is really good at doing that because the whole point of the ego, one of the points of the ego is to protect us right it's to make sure that we're safe and the hurdle here like to overcome the fear and to overcome the doubt I think is to overcome that that part of the ego and and try to let yourself and your body and your your conscious know that you are safe you know and part of growing is sort of taking this risk these risks and the only way you're going to know whether or not you're doing good or it's a right path or if you're making an impact or, you know, if you're going to have a return on your investment and time and money is doing the things, right? It's taking action. You really can't 
uh, get to the other side unless you make the jump, right? And I think that oftentimes we're just afraid that we're going to make the jump and we're going to fall right down. And it's possible. I'm not, I'm not saying that these things don't happen. But again, it's sort of just calculating the risk. And oftentimes I think that the risk when it comes to a lot of these new projects or, you know, small changes that we want to make in our lives are relatively low, right? Just our ego kind of blows it up and makes us feel very uncomfortable because it's not familiar because we just, because it's unknown and we don't have a plan and we're, we don't know where we're going. You know, our ego says, stop, you know, don't do that. And I think it's just retraining yourself and understanding that it's okay. You know, you don't know where you're going. That doesn't mean you're unsafe. That doesn't mean that you're wrong. You know, it just means that you're trying to figure out and the only way you're going to figure it out is taking the next step. And I think the best way to overcome the fear and overcome that doubt is to take small steps at a time, you know, and try not to push yourself too fast. Because if you do, then you're going to trigger that ego response again. And you're going to step back into the familiarity and you're going to step back into the comfort and you're going to go to go hide in, like go within again and try to hide where it feels comfortable. So as, as long as you're taking small steps, especially in the beginning, right, where everything's so foreign, oh my God, look at that, where everything's like so foreign, it's the most important time for you to just really pace yourself. I think once you get into it, once a few like time passes, whatever that time is for you, I mean, it could be one week, it could be two months, it could be a year. It really just depends on what you're trying to achieve. Once that initial time passes, then you'll start to take bigger steps, right? And then those steps will become leaps. And I think it's just like that. It's sort of like a stepwise process. And we just have to be patient and compassionate with ourselves throughout the process and understand that it's a process of change. And it's going to look different for everybody. Yes. Wow. I think your answer to that is much more considered than the reality of some of the decisions oh, that I've made. <laughs> oh, actually, I told Where you, I'm it's just... easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, I, that's true. Yeah, that you did disclaim that at the beginning. I mean, as you were as you were saying that, I was just thinking back to quite recently where I. I made a huge decision. I decided to quit my job and my corporate career that I've been in for the best part of nine years. It has funded a brilliant lifestyle for me. And it's my safety net. You know, it it gives me my it gives me so much in my life. And it's something that I've developed by myself, like for myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, I have a team and people that I work with, but it's there's a huge identity within it for me. And for a really long time, I've wanted to just leave corporate life and go and do something more meaningful. And I was holding myself back for a really long time and not taking any action in the areas of my life that I wanted to. So I was doing like personal development courses, but it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. It wasn't writing the book. It wasn't launching the podcast. And so I was really beating myself up. And then one day, just recently, I literally picked up the phone. I spoke to my mum, who was like, who I, I was expecting to be my voice of reason, and that said, you know, take one step at a time and do it gradually. And she didn't. She was like, well, Gemma, I believe in you. You've got a track record <laughs> of success. Go and do it. And so I did, and I, I quit my job. Um, and it there was 
initially like a really exciting ecstatic celebration where I was like oh my god I've done it and then the reality kicked in and for a few weeks I was pretty much I went into a trauma response I went into um, my fight 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 to flight freeze response was activated and I went into freeze and I basically didn't do anything and I found it even harder than I did before to actually take action and what I learned from that was that I was actually really grateful for the career that I built for myself and for what that gave me in terms of like the stability, the certainty. And it made me realize that I didn't want to let go of anything else in my life. But I didn't know that. And I bear in mind, like I've been debating this topic for such a long time. I'd spoken to some people really close to me in my life. And I came up with a plan, you know, me and my best friend, like calculated this plan to go part time. But when it came down to it, I just quit. And then it wasn't until I really stepped off the building and was flying without a parachute that I got to that answer of knowing what it is I really wanted. And so I was then able to backtrack. Um, luckily, my work was very understanding. They sort of offered sabbatical and going part time. And I'm now, as of this week, actually going part time with my work and I've started to enjoy my work more. But the point being, and, and the reason I'm sharing this is that we can it's like what are we really measuring as our result like what are we basing our success on because you might be really successful in one area of your life and maybe not in another so like what has to compromise or like how do you figure it out and sometimes it is that learning as you go but I think the key point is that you still have to take action and something that resonated as as you were talking Deborah is a really good book that I read a few years ago by Susan Jeffers called feel the fear and do it anyway and mm -hmm. it talks about that concept of feeling, feeling all the things that you're really afraid of doing and going and doing it anyway. And that is how you reprogram your brain to literally get into action. Otherwise, it's so easy to stay stuck and stay stagnant. Mm -hmm. And whilst I'm still like in my job, I've moved the needle, you know, 15 degrees into a new direction that is a direction that I want to travel in. So yeah, there's a lot about taking action and making change. But as you say, like doing it in a way that offers you certainty, like making sure that you still are able to meet your fundamental human needs. Mm -hmm. And also like trusting that inner knowing. And sometimes it's really hard to find that in a world where, my goodness, we're so consumed with things like taking our attention away and challenging us and not believing in us, you know, so we do have to believe in ourselves in those times and really, really trust that process. No, absolutely. And I actually, I have a question. I'm wondering what your take is on this. Do you ever feel that society now kind of also puts pressure on us to sort of break the mold and follow our passion instead of being happy with what we have and what we've created for ourselves like do you, do you understand like is it also societal pressure that we're feeling when we feel this way like we need to follow our passion and we need to do this a project or whatnot and instead of being you know content and fulfilled with what it is that we've created for ourselves now and in, in, in sort of this sort of matrix quote unquote system like do you feel that pressure or do you think there is a pressure? 
See, that's really interesting because the way I see it, and this is going to be different for everyone, right? But the way I see it is that there's so much pressure to be in this um, metaphorical box, you know, mm-hmm. like I feel like society at large wants us to work a nine to five, wants us to have 22 days annual leave, wants us to have 2.5 children, wants us to go home and sit in front of TV and be influenced by the news and Netflix and you know buy into all of the products that they're sending us in between the adverts I feel like that's what mainstream society wants us to do and of course there's an argument if that makes you happy and you're content then everybody the best we can always do of our life is do what makes us happy right I've lived that life previously and I know that I was really unhappy and all of the things Mm -hmm. I was doing at that point we were actually just suppressing suppressing my emotions so I think the the like doing projects and you know starting a side hustle or a new business venture or a podcast or writing a book or you know creative pursuits whatever it is that people might be going after I imagine that comes from a deeper place within themselves like it does for me like my desire to record podcasts with with you comes from a place of pure passion mm-hmm. like I do this because I love to and there's this old saying right love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life Mm -hmm. and since when did we buy into this concept that work has to be hard otherwise you're not going to be successful or like hard work equals success instead of actually loving what we do enjoying the process and trusting ourselves and the gifts and magic that we all have to share in this world which may be very different to what we're paid to do in our corporate careers. I don't know if that answers your question. It's a completely, I feel like a different, yeah. different spin. Yeah, I think it does. I, you know, I'm wondering if now the reverse is happening. And I just, this is just something that's come up now. I've never really thought about it before, actually, because, you know, it's like you said, society wants us to work these nine to five jobs and be in the so-called matrix and live a certain way of life. And like you said, hard work equals success. And I don't think it's hard work at all that equals success. I think it's consistent and diligent work. It's not necessarily hard. It's just being consistent, you know, and dedicated, um, disciplined, but it doesn't really have to be hard. And it's just interesting now, the shift that we've been seeing in society to like you said get out of the box escape the matrix and do what it is that you love but now I'm wondering if that's also becoming a pressure on people who are just kind of like I don't want to do what I love like I don't want to and it goes back to this fear and doubt that we're talking about right because so many people feel comfortable in their bubbles and and okay and I'm wondering if those people which are obviously not you or me or or possibly some of the listeners, right? Like, I wonder if those people who have built their life in this so-called regime, you know, uh, are feeling the pressure and just kind of falling back into that comfort zone and what's familiar. And I wonder how that feels like for them. And if there is a pressure there, and I think that that's where like I'm going, because there's always a reverse, right? Like we're happy being like, I'm going to follow my dream and I'm going to do all these great things because I'm passionate about it. And I want to break out of the matrix. I'm wondering like how the reverse is true, because I don't know, maybe I'm just being too philosophical. (laughs) 
No, I like it. There's always two sides to the coin. And I always wonder, like, are there people out there that are really happy and content in their life? And why am I always striving for so freaking much? Like, and I do. And I, I don't say that in a way that, oh, look at me. Like, I like to strive for success. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in whoever's voice that was. But, like, I mean it in the sense that, I mean, there's something quite soothing, something quite softening about being really content and happy versus also chasing the next thing but in response to what you're saying I mean I feel it both ways like I feel that I can be riding the wave and there's always parts of me that want to pull me back into my comfort zone like there's always Mm -hmm. parts of me that don't want to go to the gym that you know last week I didn't meditate at all and I felt so depressed at the weekend I was like oh my god like what what am I doing I hit a really low point over the weekend and it was a joyful weekend like I've been with family um you know, but there was also some stresses in the background and in the back of my mind and these feelings arose that were actually just like that question that we spoke about at the beginning. It's like, why do I bother? Like, why am I doing all this? Why am I always trying mm-hmm. so hard? And it's exhausting, you know, as happy and fulfilling as some of, as all of this is, there's, you know, it. I still have those feelings of self-doubt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so I, is there a pressure though to go and do it I feel I mean I can only really speak for myself but it has to come from inside and if you don't feel the need to go and change something then why change it I mean that's just my view I'm I'd be really keen to hear what other people think about this topic because there is so much out there in this growth and personal development space like is it becoming the cool thing to do now like are people feeling that if they're not growing and developing or doing something that they're not doing what society is telling them to do, which I think is basically what you're asking. Like, is there now a pressure to do that? I mean, isn't there a pressure to do anything? It's kind of like, well, is there a pressure to go and work? I mean, yes. How else are you going to survive unless you, you know, live in somewhere like England where the government will give you a pretty good paycheck for not working. But I say that tongue in cheek, but I do mean it. (laughs) 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 it's just you know but what's your contribution to society like what makes you happy and I think that has to be the driving question for all of us if we explore it you know like what makes you happy like what what makes you want to get out of bed in the morning and I feel like the longer that we're in this matrix and into that system which I've been in and I am still in in many ways although I've taken myself out of and I kind of have a I feel like I have a really healthy balance with my life now but it is asking yourself the question like what do I want my life to look like and realizing that it doesn't have to be this way that somebody else has designed it to be and they've then fed that to you and you've then believed that you have to work 37.5 hours a week nine to five you know climb this corporate ladder go and buy this house, get married, have 2.5 children. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, it can be anything you want. And I think that's really important to follow what it is you want, create what you want. Like, and you can create anything you want. I think that's, I feel so strongly about that. And that breaks away from all of that matrix box-like thinking and says, you can have anything you want. Yeah. I I'm on I'm completely on board. I definitely am a hundred percent in accordance with everything that you say. 
And it admits it's like what you said, this is why we're doing what we're doing now. And it's just, I think it's just something to give like food for thought, you know, you understand like it's just thinking out loud and understanding that this reality that we create, I mean, that is what reality is, right? I mean, if you go back, if you go into neuroscience, I mean, neuroscientists say reality is what you essentially create. Like even they say it, you understand? Like it's very, very simple, but it's just very hard to do. And when we say, you know, you can create the reality you want, understand that a it's not going to go as planned always <laughs> it's just not <laughs> and b also understand that there's going to be a lot of fear and setbacks and doubt and that you just have to try like you said also trust the process and so many of us because of the fear and because of the unfamiliarity we tend to not trust ourselves and the process and we kind of fall back into these sort of more comfortable and familiar zones. And that's basically us resisting growth and change, even if subconsciously. So I think that for anybody who's listening to this and you're in that space where you're kind of in this transition or you're trying to go for what it is that makes you happy and go for what it is that you really, really want to do in your life. Understand that it's undulating. It's going to, it's going to go up and it's going to go down and you're going to have days or weeks, maybe even months of like, you're not feeling this. And then you're going to have a time where all of it starts to kick in again. And then you just kind of ride that wave until it goes down again. And just understand that it's a process and it looks different for everybody. And as long as you are, actively taking those steps to overcome that fear, trust yourself, consciously create your reality one step, one day at a time that you're going, you're doing right by you, you know, and you just have to believe that. And soon enough, maybe a year from now or two, you're going to see a whole different you. If you could give one tip for your younger self to you know when your younger self was at a time where she was really struggling to to trust herself to do something that she knew she really wanted to do but Mm -hmm. that innate fear there was always something holding her back or that niggling Mm self-doubt what's something that you would let her know now um believe I would let her know that it's all within your own belief of yourself and what you believe in that you can create and you just have to believe it because unless you believe it it doesn't matter what you do or what changes you make it's not going to happen until you believe it so I would tell her believe Like just as much as we believe in God or we believe in the universe and in the stars and the moon, you got to believe in yourself because you're made of all that stuff, right? So if you believe in God, you should definitely believe in yourself too because that's part of you. So believe that God and all this around us wasn't created for nothing and that it's within you just as much as it's outside of you. So believe and it will happen. So I would tell her definitely that. Thank you for sharing this space with us today. If we've resonated with you, we'd love to know. And if you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and you can find us on Instagram at The Feminine Gathering.
and let's continue to navigate this new paradigm together. Mm-hmm.